right, let's go. Everybody, I wanted to save today's class. I'm not even sure if I'm going to put it in the university. I'm not even sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Bye. I'm going to poll my audience real quick. I want you all to... I want y'all to tell me briefly, what are your, what are you currently, what would you currently like to know right now? Let me, let me hear that real quick. As far as your business and money. Hi, good afternoon. Hey, PJ. Hey, I know you've, you've addressed this issue and it should be real clear to me, but the thing pressing my mind right now is how do what's the how do I monetize all that I'm putting out there? I think you said yeah, that yeah. um the last call I was in about yeah, I share a lot of this, I share a lot of other people's information. I'm trying to establish myself as a resource, but then you said my next step, I should be monetizing that. Absolutely. And the good thing is that's I'm gonna talk about that at the very beginning, but the answer to your question is you need to immediately get people to buy your allegiance. Now, I'm going to go into detail into that. Probably, let me see where it's at on my agenda real quick. It's the very first thing I'm talking about, PJ. The very first thing. The very first thing, let me see. One, two, three. The very first four things I'm talking about. In fact, I'll list them for you right now. You must train, if y'all taking notes, train your followers to desire wealth and then tie you into that desire. Okay? You want to train your followers to desire wealth and then tie you into that desire. Now, wealth can be defined in a few things depending on what the customer wants, we get into that. The second thing is people, now don't be offended by this, are driven by primitive and irrational forces. Sorry, although I do sound like Sigmund Freud right now. Primitive and irrational forces, and you have to tap into that, which I'll explain here a little bit. Number three, you need to sell yourself and your products by connecting with people's unconscious feelings. Sell yourself, or just case, sell PJ and PJ's products, and then connect PJ and her products to their unconscious feelings. And then the fourth one is we want to value perception over impression, which I'll get to that here in a second. Those four things, PJ, are going to answer your question. Okay? I promise I'm going to attack your question with those four things. Cool? And with, okay, yeah. And if you could, if you're personalizing it a bit, even though mm -hmm. I'm talking about online and Facebook and on social media yeah. at, at the moment, also a burning need for me right now is to sell tickets to my event. And let me set it up like this. 
I've walked into this facility, the venue I'm using. Now say there's a funeral there for a young kid who had a horrible, untimely death or something, either shooting a gang shooting or that type of thing. That place will be so right. full. You can't, you can't, you, you violate the fire codes, okay? It's packed. You have an event or some, you know, unless it's something horrific like that, you can't, it seems like you can't pack that room. Okay, if we're doing something good or teaching or an education, you you can feel the breeze from the empty seats. Right, exactly. So what I'm, I was laying in bed last night in the middle of the night, picture in that room, just packed, packed. And what occasions and events I saw it packed. And then when I saw it empty, where my head is at, okay, so now what do I need to do to harness some of that passion or energy or desire to fill those seats that got those other people there? And I, I don't want anybody to die, of course, to, for well, that of course. to happen, but you know what I'm saying. So, so that's yeah, my, yeah. if I'm not clear, so my question, I guess, with that is, Where's the missing link in between people coming out for heartfelt events or tragedies and participating voluntarily because you asked them to? And, and I don't know if that's a bridge we can gap, but that's, I need to gap it enough to fill some seats. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there are a lot of companies that are bridging that gap. Amazon doesn't have to have someone to be shot for you to buy from them. So there are a lot of companies that are bridging that gap. Uh, basketball, the NBA Finals is happening right now at the time of this recording, and they're showing up in record numbers across continents, or not continents, across countries in North America and Canada. So that's, you know, that's a, well, North America is a continent, um, around USA and Canada, okay? So yes, people are doing that. Let me Let me pause real quick. Who else wants to go Raptors? Tempest is not a Raptors fan. She's anti-Warriors because the Warriors, though, excuse me, those Warriors always knock out the Rockets. Anybody else, let me hear from you. What are you, this free talk, I would like to tailor what I am about to do to your burning need, pressing need, burning desire, or your extreme pain point. Anyone else? Anyone else brave enough? All right. Well, we're going to use PJ. Hopefully, you get something. But the question, oh, okay, maybe, maybe, so let me pause. <laughs> My question is what is hurting you, or what is, what's that one thing you would like to have accomplished concerning your business, et cetera? That's, that's, because I haven't told you what the class is yet, but I have. An agenda I probably won't even complete because it's so long, but I know what I want to do. Anyone want to tell me what their major struggle is, or just and, and I don't I don't want to define struggle, okay? What your major struggle is, anything like that? My major struggle is just getting what needs to be done done. Oh. <laughs> I'm just lazy. I don't just need to get it done. So that when it's done, I can say, okay, I see why he told me to do that and, and, and get those things done so I can move forward in the business. Fair enough. 
So you're not lazy, not because I know you. There's no such thing as a lazy person. What you are is you haven't found a motivation or a cause that gets you out of your seat. That's your real problem. Even all the family members you call lazy, I bet you, if you give them their device or their vice, depending on who they are, a device can move people or their vice can move people, they move. Your lazy uncle that sleeps on the couch, they move for something, right? They move. They are absolutely motivated by something. No lazy people. People just have a hard time attaching themselves to a car. So let's see. How can I work that? Find a way to work that in chat for me. Uh, put grace problem. Just put grace problem, and I'll remember it when I come back to it. All right. Anyone else? Antonio? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I don't know exactly, uh, but I'm, I'm going to just throw it out there. You know, as you know, for me, uh, getting with the ATS family, um, I'm, I'm learning a great deal. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it's so much uh, that I feel like I'm overwhelmed because, uh, uh, you know, uh, what I thought at one time was to, to get into this, but as you know, this, uh, my great desire to be like my my idol Les Brown, I want to be. A, I'm going to be a fantastic speaker. I'm not saying I I want to be. I'm going to be. But the thing for me is that now that I've learned what I've learned from you, is where to how where to start and put it all together. You know, just like the uh, yesterday the other day we were talking, and I realized okay, I got to start a whole new business, Facebook and Instagram, and you know I'm thinking in my mind because uh, you know I, I got ideas you know to put my story into a book and to write my own uh, motivational book so to speak and you know like you're doing and all these things are my goal but I'm like I'm feeling like okay Jesus Christ you know I feel so overwhelmed because there's so much I have to learn and so much I have to put together uh, I feel like in my head like you know I feel like that JG Wentworth commercial, you know, you know, it's my money and I want it now, you know, but you know, it's my dream and I want it now, but I know that, you know, there's steps and a process in between it. I just, I'm just overwhelmed as, okay, how do I get this thing off to the first step, you know, and what do I do for the first step? Do I write the book first? Do I work on the speaking? It's like, I'm scattered, you know, so I would just like to get a little input, you know, uh, I, I know you were once a beginner and I just like to have an idea, you know, uh, if you give a template as I can follow, you know, to make it less overwhelming for me. That's fantastic. Today's class is a template. I am calling this class the ATS method of getting started and dominating, okay? That's it, that's what we're talking about today. So today's class is a method. None of this is what I read in a book. It's what I did and what I currently do. And a lot of it is what I currently do now to get better and better each day. I'm pretty much double in uh, impact every day, which explains my meteoric rise kind of tapped into that so i'm going to bring that out so good job so i'll stop taking a little feedback for right now same feeling all right that's what i, I wanted to 
I knew what to do, that's for sure, but I wanted to see if I can tailor it into what I would desire to do. Go ahead, John. Let me hear from John Nowinski this time. I, I just want I just wanted to call out a success that I just had. Uh, I just I'm in the process of writing the race to five thousand book, and one of the things that's been holding me back is the preface for it. And I think I just knocked it out of the park. I've shared it with some others for their feedback, and I've gotten a bunch of thumbs up. So I think it's now in the process of just putting it all together and turning it loose on the world. Congratulations on that success, man. Good job there. I'm glad you got that out, out the way. My first book in 2014, which released June 2014, took me three years to even from 11 to 2014 to write the book. But the truth is, once I start being myself, I wrote the book in less than six months. And that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. When I was trying to sound like I thought an author should sound like, you know, it took me three years to do all that stuff. And that's Keep Walking is the name of that book. But once I became me, and, and, and y'all know who I am, right? Once I became me and I put that in the book, it flowed out. So congratulations to you. John, congratulations to you. But those of you who are here, you are lucky because, and I actually, I remember telling myself, you know what? I really hope that the right people log on today. And I even said to myself, well, of course they have to because they wouldn't be able to exist in this reality if they did not. So what I want to do today is I want to teach you some stuff. Some of it is psychological and some of it will be goals. And then some of it will be practical, but it all makes sense. And we're going to start off with the psychological first, because that's the problem with getting started. Your psyche is one problem, but then how do you align their psyche with what you want to do? So everyone write this down before I get started. People don't know what they want until you tell them. And that is an attitude that you should have henceforth because it's a fact you're currently on a device that you did not know you wanted until someone like you created that device however you're listening to me someone no smarter than you created that device and boom now all of a sudden you want it please hear this no one wants anything until you tell them now let's go with this great blueprint of mine. Write this down in first person. I must train my followers desire wealth and desire me. That's what I had you, the four things, what I had you write down earlier. I must train my followers to desire wealth and desire me. Now, before you tune me out and think, oh, this is just some general answer, it's not. You want a template, right? Yes. You want to fill seats in your event, right? Yes. Now, let's break this sentence down. Have you trained the people you're talking to, the people you're trying to reach, that there's this standard of wealth, whatever that may be, and you fit that standard, pay attention, and access to that wealth comes through you. 
Somebody should have wrote all that down. I'll see if I can repeat it. The important part was train. You want to train the people you're trying to reach. That's the first part. That there is a desire of wealth, the standard of wealth, whatever that may be. And you match that standard. And the only way to get to that standard is you. So it's four parts. You got it down? Don't you repeat again? All right, repeat one more time. You need to train, number one, the people you're trying to reach. Then, what was the next thing? Then there is a standard of wealth that's just it's out there. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you, but you, well, I'll, I'll break it down a little bit. There's a standard of wealth that's out there, three, and you are that standard. You are in complete alignment with that standard. What there, well, I'll break that down a little bit. You are that standard and the last part. And the only way to get to that great standard that keeps waking you up at night is through PJ. It's through me. You get it? Now, I just said a whole lot, but I'll break it down. Are you ready? You got it written down? All right, put it in chat. We'll copy and paste and put it in chat for me, too. So Grace is in front of me writing this down, and I'm kind of using her speed of typing to see if that matches your speed of typing as well. Now, PJ, have you trained? John, have you trained? John Calloway, have you trained the people you're reaching? Now, of course, we know a big chunk of that training comes through content. If you haven't been posting content, you know, shame on you, but but you need to start the training process now, okay? It's not as bad as you would think it is. It's not as bad as you would think it is. It's terrible, but it's not as bad as you think it is because if you start today, there's still about 99 people behind you that won't start ever. That's why it's not as bad as you think it is. You need to condition people to want to buy from you. Now, if you think this is all, if you think this is mojo or weird talk, it's not. It is a tried and proven system that the corporations have done on you. They've trained you to buy from them. Think about your favorite product. Think about your very favorite product, whatever that may be. Think about your favorite tin. You've been trained to buy from these people no matter how smart or anti-consumerism that you are. You've been trained. If I give you a pair of, let's, let's, so, someone tell me if, if you want to start losing weight and, and I told you, your doctor told you the only way you can do it is run. You have to do massive cardio. You have to do two-mile runs every day. Everybody got me? And let's make it four-mile runs every day. Let me see. Phil Sorrentino, if you can, unmute your mic for me, please. I'm going to call out people one-on-one. I want to show you something. If you had to run four miles a day, Phil, what tennis shoes would you think would be required? Sack me. Okay. 
What, what, say, say the name again. It's Sakami, I think it was what they're called. Sakami, Sakami, okay. Okay, yeah, the S-A-C-H-O-M-Y-O, yeah, those. Okay, good, good, thank you very much. Okay, you got his, right? All right, now, Susan, they're married. Let's see if Susan has the same answer. Susan, what, they're not just married, they've been married for a long time, so their <laughs> brains are completely in sync. That's, that's different, that's a different kind of marriage. What shoes would you say if the doctor says you have to run four miles a day? Actually, let's make it eight miles a day for you, Susan, because you already run four miles a day. If the doctor says you have to run four miles a day, what shoes would you say this is the shoes I have to have? Uh, probably Asics for running. Okay, see that? See that? And I love her answer. Thank you very much, Susan. I love her answer had a prepositional phrase in it for running. As if she understands there's some qualities out there. But for this, since you said this, I have a selection of thises, and this, one of these thises, match that, right? You get what I'm saying? Good. That's powerful, because why did she say that? John Calloway, unmute your mic. The doctor tells you you have to run four miles a day. Mm -hmm. You have no choice. Like, if you want to live tomorrow, if you want to live past 24 hours, you got to run four miles a day. Doctor says that. What shoes will you recommend for yourself? Uh, I use the uh, running shoe starter. Starter. Good. Good. No problem. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. That, that makes starter makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you real quick. PJ, <clears throat> unmute your mic, please. The, 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 the soft yeah. knee. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Those shoes. PJ, what shoes do you say? That doctor says, PJ, if you want to live past tomorrow, I'm serious. Like, if you don't start four mile running right now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, what shoes would you say? Well, my life depends on these shoes. You see, I'm wearing this question. What would you say those shoes would be for you? Wow. Well, I don't know all those expert brands like you talk because I'm not a runner. However, they would have to be shoes that were wide and comfortable. I've had good luck with Pumas and things of that nature. They need to be somehow rated specialized for running. I wouldn't buy a walking shoe. I wouldn't buy an aerobic shoe. If I was going to be a runner, I'd buy something that was designed to give me everything I needed for safety, comfort, and endurance to be a runner. So I do Fair the enough. research and find it. So let's find, well, well you, you don't have time to research. You got five minutes to choose. So which ones would you choose? Because your I life depends on it. You do I get to try them on? That's a good question. You, get to, you only get to try on one brand. Which brand would you pick? Puma. Good answer. Okay, good. Good. Did I see that? All right. Let's see. John Nowinski. Unmute your mic, please, if you can. Remember, the, the way I'm wording this question is, you, you got it. I had to do eight miles for Susan. Right? She, she runs on Mondays because it's Monday, right? You know, I'm going to do eight miles for Susan. Because she, she probably had it flip-flops, you know. <laughs> All right, John's unmuting his mic. Let's see. 
Daryl, Daryl, you're able to unmute your mic. Okay. All right, we'll come back to that. Well, we probably won't need to come to that. Now, I want, so what would be, Grace, what would be your answer? I'm curious to know if your answer is the same as mine. I'll probably go with Nike. Okay, my answer is the same as yours. I want you all to pay attention to something. My, of course, my answer is the same as yours. You were born in 1980. I was born in 1981. Guess who rose to dominance in the 80s? Uh, nice. Okay. Guess who had all the money being spent saying we're the best? Nike. Okay. When we were most impressionable, Nike was most impactful and spending the most money. And if you think about all your answers, don't so say the ones I bought for her, right? That's, that's kind of smart. Now, think about all your answers. Puma. When was Puma? Right? Puma seems to match the era in which PJ, you get it? The Saucenese. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody named a shoe. Whether you know it or not, we were conditioned to name that shoe. Even if it's from experience. Like, I'm not saying you're asleep or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about anybody. I'm just saying, who put in my head that Nike is the shoe I need to have my life dependent on? Like, keep in mind, no answer that anybody gave was an objective fact. But if you ask us, it would be, right? Like, no, 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 no. No, 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 nothing but I, I need Nikes for this one. Yeah, Nikes made on the narrow side, she said, right? It ma makes sense. But I, I want you to think about this for a second. Does everyone seeing that PJ was conditioned to think Nikes made on the narrow side? She just posted the chat. I'm not telling you she's wrong. I'm telling you that they didn't condition her to say we benefit plus size feet, plus size women, you know, people with wide feet. You get it? Is, is this making sense to you? If you were seven feet tall, big and tall would be somewhere in your awareness to clothing, okay? Let me hear from you, Susan. Just for the record, Nike is my shoe that I use for training, for squats, for everything else except for running. Except for running. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I should have reworded the question differently for Susan, right? But and, and listen, it's not just an age thing. It could be when you started taking athletics seriously. You, you have to remember when you change, the market's already out there. So now when you change and say, I want something, the market goes, I'm glad you changed. Hey, pick from these. And you're only going to pick the top brand. Please, no, no one here picked some mom and pop shoe, although it would be better, wouldn't it? You understand what I'm saying? If you just join in, not only I pull my audience first, but I'm giving you the Antonio T. Smith Jr. method of what I actually did to build my business from, or businesses from zero to where it is now in order of importance that I deem it should be in order, period. This is the way I deem it should be in order 
And right now I'm in a psychological perspective and I'm asking you blatantly, I'm telling you, you must train your followers to desire wealth and then you match that wealth, okay? So what I want to do is, Grace, copy and paste all four of those points I made you do, just for the people joining in so they can see it in the chat now, and we're going to walk right through them. What I just did was I just showed you an exercise. Now, again, this isn't about right or wrong. It's about our conditioning. Susan says she uses knife for every, so do I. But I go buy, the only time I ever bought any other tennis shoes besides Nike was in the United States Army only because I had a flat arch and we were running eight miles a day and the shoes that I needed for my particular arch were in the PX post exchange and they were new balances. That's the only reason. I never would have wore new balances in my life if it wasn't for my, you know if your arch is messed up is if when you're running on this and your shins are on fire. They're on fire. And I couldn't last. And, you know, I've signed a contract with the government, so I have to last or die, right? That's kind of the thing. Is everyone processing that for four years of my athletic life, I wore new balances. And the moment I got out, I went right back to Nike. I own one pair of tennis shoes to this day right now. Just one. I run, they, I run so much in them, they, they curled up like this. They, without my foot in them, the toe is up like this here. It's ridiculous. I don't even time them most, Susan. I just slip my feet in because they, they automatically tight because I keep them super tight because you want to, well, I like to run with tight shoes. PJ, let me hear from you. I just went and looked at a pair of shoes that are my go-tos. And I said, I wonder what they are now that you said this. <laughs> and I mean, when I'm in kick butt mode, I need to move it. Got to have support. I'm going to be walking long time. And they're fit. How do you pronounce it? Filas. F-I-L-A's. Yep. yep. I want I, I, I want to make a thing here. How I picked mine was based on a younger person, actually. My wow. niece, a, a, a millennial, well, she's not a millennial anymore, but that late 30 age, whatever you guys are, she's in the late 30s. Uh, oh, okay. 37, 38. Okay. Because to me, a sneaker was really never that important because I was in professional shoes for so many years. I was in sneakers very rarely. And even if I went to the gym, I didn't need anything. Big. Long story short, when I decided to start getting into going to the gym, doing those five mile walks and things of that nature and found Nikes and most shoes too narrow for my width of my foot and whatever, even before I had extra weight, it just were not comfortable shoes the way my feet are made. I started asking around. So my niece turned me on to Pumas. She turned me on to Fias, Netfilas. And then I found out a lot of black people or, you know, my culture people wore a lot of these shoes and they were also supposedly hip and sharp and nice and a thing at the time. So I gravitated yep. to those shoes. I'll go to New Balance. I'll go to Walmart and get a pair of sneakers. You know, <laughs> if, if I have to, little lightweight things. So I just want to, you know, it all depends for me what's going on and what my need is at the time. 
That's right. That's right. And, and I completely agree with you. And the only people you're going to buy from, in most cases, are the people who have conditioned you to buy from them. You get it? Yes. Yes. In, in a certain scenario, you have different conditions. If Susan wants to run long distances, her conditions switch and she picks another shoe. But when she's ready to have a high intense training for comfort and durability and support, whether it be art support, ankle support, you understand? Nike. You get it? I mean, she said it herself. Now, the point of that is we are all conditioned, whether you want to be or not. And I mean, no disrespect to anybody. I, I, I love being woke, but I also understand that I was born in an era in which consumerism is king. We're not in the 1500s to where they had really big buildings and they made you look really small inside those buildings so you could remember that you're nothing. Yep. We're in the hyper modern era or, or post-modernity or hyper-modernity or post-modernism. All of those are acceptable terms. That's where we are. We value logic over reasoning far more than the people from the 1900s who invented logic and reasoning and valuing that. And then from them, the Renaissance, yeah, the Renaissance period, they went back to logic and reasoning, all that stuff, right? The 1700s said, let's go back to the classics, let's rebirth. So all the way back to antiquity, all the way back when Rome was there, right? What you want to be understanding here is you need to start conditioning your customer. So when PJ said, how can I sell these tickets? PJ, have you conditioned your current prospect that that seat is what they need for this condition of their life, this moment, this day, this season, this winter, this spring, this cause, this whatever? And what you should be catching what I'm seeing is you got to take the conditioning of a customer and then marry it something you, you got to take the conditioning you got to take the condition of a customer and then marry it to something it must be pointed to not pointed it has to be in motion towards something it must it absolutely must what is i don't even, I, I could ask you but we all know what i'm pointing you to what does antonio smith point you to domination do, do you understand and the only people who are going to follow me are successful women who got their stuff together or used to having their stuff together or strong men because these two type of different demographics have no issue with the word dominate. You understand what I'm saying? Like PJ, Susan, Denise, it's the three women, and then Tempest and then Grace, y'all have no issues with competing whatsoever think about it like think about your mindset you have no issues competing period that's not to say that you are in competition with people but you know when it's time to win that's what you're going to do you follow me but i pointed you to that that's not to say you didn't already have it in you i had to say hey here's this winning thing and point this way, and I'll build the rest later. Okay, go ahead, PJ. I'm, I'm listening. Oh, there's smoke coming out of my ears. I can't even process this fast enough. <laughs> but a little caveat. Okay, so 
pointing people towards things. The light bulb went on that I am fighting against the wave here because I'm trying to, this is my interpretation. It may not even be true. This is my interpretation. I'm trying to point people toward these tickets, toward a venue, toward an event to raise money for something that many of them may feel is not a winning ticket. Many of them, many of them may feel that I'm like rah rah rah, but they're like, oh, it's a sinking ship. Why should I jump on that sinking ship and pour money into it? No matter how much positivity I'm spouting. So that just hit me that okay, I've got to overcome that part, how they either see the leadership or how they see the finances of the place I'm raising money for, you know, that whole the whole church culture thing yeah. too. And even from yeah. the community. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm not going to say any more about that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. Did y'all get what PJ's getting? So the same thing she's getting is what you got to do for your business. Now, Here's a surefire way to overcome all those obstacles. You have to make sure that they're going to get those seats and they're going to look good. And they're the king or queen. And, and my favorite part, and network marketers do this all the time. And you needed them. You needed them to buy this ticket. You do that, they'll buy it every time. Every single time. Every single time. This, you hear network marketer go, hey, Hey, Antonio, how's it going? Listen, I really value your opinion, and I would love for you to look at this for me and give me your thoughts because I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. Right? I just had somebody do that to me two weeks ago. I literally just had somebody do that to me two weeks ago. That's totally a pitch. You did not value my opinion, but it's okay. It's all good. Because it told, but did it work? Yes, I looked at it. it totally fed my ego, right? Because we are irrational creatures, which I, I'm gonna bring up here in a, a little bit. Now, let me just pause real quick. Is everyone besides PJ, because I'm gonna talk about PJ, processing this information the way PJ is? Let me hear from at least one or two people. If or ask me a question, I, I can't move on until then. Everybody's quiet today. Give me at least one person. I need to make sure because I'm about to build a hundred times over on what we just did. All right. And then we'll just take from PJ and we'll trust her. All right. This is where we get a bit more powerful. And those of you who choose to you know, be vocal, ask some questions, you'll get the most benefit out of it. So let's go back over these things. PJ, here we go. Now that you understand that they have something and you need to train them, you need to train them towards you. So if you remember the first thing I said was you got to train them that there's wealth out there. Now they already have that in them. They don't have it to the way they probably need it, but they got this dream in them. They have this etc in them whatever it already is now what you need to do is take what they already have and then you're going to add it to what they want 
but now you need to embody or become what they want. You understand what I'm saying, PJ? They, the people buying those tickets, they want something. They want to look, maybe they want to look like a philanthropist in this case. Then you need to look like you need help. I'm listening. I'm listening. You feel, you feel what I'm saying? Uh, you, you have to, yeah, if, because you, you, you must become what this customer needs, whether you want to or not, right? You have to become what this customer needs. I, I'll explain it to you in, in what you call not socialism, uh, the study of people in a group, social something. I can't remember what name right now, right? But I'll explain to you in that. I want you to take a police officer, and I want you to put the police officer in some neighborhood. It doesn't matter the color, the, the, the culture. It doesn't matter. Just put a police officer in the neighborhood. Now what I want you to do, is I want you to put the teenagers of that neighborhood trying to challenge the authority of the police officer. Okay? Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask yourself, in what scenario can the police officer lose? Let me hear from you. Is there any, is there any scenario that the police officer can lose Say, say, say the first that, part of that sentence again, Antonio. Got you. I want you to imagine a police officer. And I want you to imagine them in the neighborhood. The neighborhood doesn't matter. Just whatever neighborhood you're comfortable with. The culture doesn't matter. And I want you to put a bunch of teenagers. Let's make them eight. Eight teenagers. And, the, and they're, they're unarmed, okay? And the teenagers are now challenging the authority of that one police officer. And I'm asking you, give me an acceptable scenario in which that police officer can lose and it'd be okay. If, because what I see when you say teenagers challenging the police officer's authority is this, they just mouthing off. Right, right. And I'm, I'm being vague on purpose. I'm being vague. That's why I just made sure I said they're unarmed, but I'm being vague on purpose. They're running a mouth. Should the police officer lose here? I mean, they're not really doing anything. If they haven't said anything threatening towards the police they're officer. They're running out and being threatening to the police officer challenging him or her authority. Well, is threatening a police officer a crime? If it is, then they about to get hooked up. And I mean, you can't All right, <laughs> All right then. So you say they got to get hooked up. It's just it's what it is. That, that, that's what you say. If, if it's a, but you but it's challenging authority, right? All right, they got to get hooked up. Anyone else? Is it okay? If I'm understanding, you're saying how can the police officer lose in this situation, not the kids, is there right? Any, is there, is there, yes. Is there any acceptable way that the police officer officer can lose? Well, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is a comp a community policing mentality. You know, I'm going back to my criminal justice days where there were officers assigned as community police officers. If yeah. this guy is a community police officer, his role, his purpose is to build a bridge and a bond with the community to help the community, not just enforce the laws. So if he has to go violent, then he has not fulfilled his purpose. So in that True. sense, he could lose, because he's gonna lose his credibility if he can't employ tactics to communicate verbally with these youths um, 
what we call de-escalate the violence and the possibility of threats versus escalate and have to shoot somebody, tase somebody or whatever, he would lose in that instance if he was a community enforcement officer. Well, but the good thing is, in the scenario you put out, he still doesn't lose because he's the one employing tactics to defuse the situation. Therefore, he's not losing. You get it? Like, even if it comes off as losing, if it comes off as peace or whatever it is, it's because he decided it to be that way or she decided it to be that way. Yes? And that's winning. And here's what I'm trying to show you. I mean, no, there's no acceptable situation that the police officer can lose. Period. Point blank. Cannot. You know why? Because the police officer represents a system that's not supposed to lose. Period. The system can't lose because if the system loses in this neighborhood, what's to stop it from happening to another neighborhood? You understand what I'm saying? I'm not telling you this is right, and I'm not trying to put in the, you know, the sociopath police officers that take it too far, something like that. I'm just telling you from this social experiment that the police officer can't lose because he or she is not going to lose no matter what because their system can afford to take loss. Tie it back to PJ. PJ, the people buying your tickets cannot afford to take a loss. They are the police officers in this scenario. You are the teenager. And you must allow them to think they are doing those community things you talked about, those peaceful acts. And in this case, you need to look like if someone, if you're talking to someone that wants to look good all the time, y'all know, y'all know, let me talk about men for a second. You know that man, PJ, that the only time he do something is when he can take credit for it. Come on now. Let me, let me, let me talk real just for a moment. You know what kind of man I'm talking about. The only time, only time he want to, only time he come to church is when he preaches. Don't act like you don't know who, you know some people like that, PJ, you understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if, if he can't sing the solo, he's not in the choir that day. You understand? That that person, then what you need to do is you need to come off as weaker than this person and what they need. Wow. Uh, exactly, right? And now, <laughs> this, is where you, this is where you take your pride off. Right? You're never going to sell that person being their corrector. It's never going to happen. But if you go, now listen, let me just, I'm just going to do this because it totally works. It totally works. I know it works because I'm an alpha male. I know it works. Okay. Okay. So as soon as I hear that voice, ooh, okay. Right? right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Like, I know. I be strong, ripping up, ripping trees off, swinging from the vine like Tarzan. And someone go, oh, okay, thank you. Oh, okay, right? I immediately turn solo. You see one of my kids come up. Hey, buddy. Right? I'm real, real quick. Right? Like, real quick. Like, forget the whole facade. There is a little baby that comes out. And that's how you have to do your customers. Okay, now, now, not, not everyone's not going to do that, but the point is, you have to attach yourself to their prosperity, whatever their prosperity is. That's why I just use the word wealth, because wealth can sometimes be them wanting to take credit for your idea. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, let's, let's, since I use pastor for PJ since she's in the church thing. 
yes, I'll let PJ come in and do her seminar, but it needs to look like I, I, pastor, made sure she did that. And if she's going to make it look like it's her ministry, we can't do it. Because I'm in one ministry in this church. Okay, you, you get the idea? So when she agrees to to do what it, the way you want, the pastor would like to, she's attaching herself to your prosperity. Absolutely. Okay. Here's how I get most of my top paying clients, and you're going to love this, PJ. I get most of my top paying clients. I say, hey, PJ, I see you got some stuff going on in the business. I would love to fix that. And I give them the, a small pitch without this big pitch because I don't have to talk much. And then I say, here's the beautiful can you go on my briefcase? There should be some help. Sure, T. It's even in my marketing. <clears throat> this is my business card. It's even in the marketing. Here's one side of my business card. This is my current business card right now. Do y'all see this? One side of my business, it's all black. One side of my business card says just the logo. Now look. Here's my business card. Look at that. Well, how are we going to get in contact with you, man? We, where's your information? It says, keep this secret. Y'all see it? You see it? This is, this is my real deal. I pay a lot of money for these cards, okay? My real deal card. Keep this secret. But if you zoom in, you can see the information. Got me? Now, why am I telling you that? Because I pull this tactic all the time, PJ. Here's how I get my top end clients. I understand that every CEO on planet Earth is a narcissist, no matter what. Phil, Susan, Antonio, Tony Robbins, Barack, Donald Trump, Grant Cardone, Mother Teresa, narcissist. Okay? Period, point blank. Now, some of us have skill sets that curb that. Mother Teresa being one of the greatest of all time. You get what I'm saying? But we want whatever that is. That, that we want to see something in our head come into existence. That's, that's God, right? Like, think about that. We want to manifest something out of nothing into existence and have people follow it. Please know when you want customers, you want worshipers. I know it's when you no, no one thinks about it like that but me and people that know how to control crowds like me okay now I want you to think about this the reason I get all this you see how big this is because I come to PJ I say PJ I'm going to make you a lot of money but here's how I operate I find, I find out PJ's going to love this too I find out that this is the best way for me to stay in business you get all the credit every single thing that I do you must take credit for it. It's my business model. You have, I do. You see, even did on top. You have to take credit for this, PJ. But not only is that, when you take credit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure you get it. And then when, when, when I do something, when you put me out front so I can train your people, I'm gonna purposely say, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank PJ. She spent a lot of money for me to train you, even though I might be doing this particular thing pro bono, right? That's not what I'm gonna say. I'm going to let them know that the moment they are admiring my brilliance, it's because you paid for it. Everybody get that? Yeah. Now, PJ, just listen to that. I'm going to give you all the credit. 
I take my money on the back end, virtually no risk to you, and I walk away building your thing greater. The only thing that I ask you to do is you refer me to more people like you. That's how I stay in business so long. That's why I'm here. PJ, how likely is it? Just I want you to go into the coronal you, not to save you, right? <laughs> go into the coronal you. How likely is it you like, okay, then too. I might have to work with this young man. Right? You get that? Because it's like I'm giving you all the credit. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because when you start talking to your when PJ starts selling her seats. She needs to find a way to give them 100% credit for buying that ticket. They spent $25. Oh, that's my fault. Y'all don't know that. Okay, I'll finish my sentence. They spent $25, and she needs to find a way to give them $200 worth of credit. And that's, I was going to say that, but it made me realize this. Everybody write this down. Everybody write this down. If I spend $80,000 on your product, it automatically means I think it costs more. Yeah. Automatically. And I, I, don't, I don't think y'all knew this. <clears throat> You've heard it? Okay, good. If I spend money, that means if I spend $25 on your ticket, it means that I automatically think it costs more. I'll give you a great example. Yeah, I remember a few weeks ago I went uh, live to PJ, say, hey, y'all, let's help out. All right. $25 was completely insignificant to me. Helping PJ was more valuable than the $25. <laughs> I mean, this is to, to my organization. To her near 100% of being in attendance all the time, you know what I'm saying? From the way she shares statuses and any other thing that's in my head that I haven't revealed was worth more than $25. Are you hearing me, PJ? Because when it was worth more than $25, to spend the $25 was nothing. I hear you. You get it? And that's how your customers are thinking. If I spend $25, that means I think this is more. No one spends what it costs. We spend what they tell us it costs, and in our heads, we're saying, all right, well, when I get there, I'm at least, I better at least get this. Please. I can't. Let me poll you then, Antonio. Say you say you were able to come to the concert. You bought a ticket. You want to come. You want to hear this music. The the concert yep. is primarily all music. There'll be a few things said in between here and there, but it's music. It's entertainment, and then food, of course, following. So, what are you saying to yourself when you come in there that I better get out of this? If you know, and I, I think that I made an error by not allowing time for a small keynote in there to give a different kind of value. But a lot of these people, when they come to a concert, they don't want to be lectured to. They don't want to be nope. taught directly. They want to have nope. fun. So this is a fun event. So what, be exactly. what, what better we give you yeah. for you to say, I'm glad I spent that $25?
first off, if you were to have a keynote at this, what I'm going to call a musical, there's no way you would convert me. It's just not, it's not going to happen, right? It's just not going to happen because I didn't come here for that. I hate when they have the musicals and the preacher preaches after three hours of a musical. I find that so disrespectful, right? So you did, you made a good call by not putting in the keynote. So I'm glad you followed your first instinct. Not only will I answer your question, I'm gonna give you all of me in your question, all the me's, plural, okay? When I was young and dumb, TJ, somebody need to come home with me, okay? Let me tell you know that. I'm coming here. Because I'm just trying to tell you what it is, right? I'm coming here, PJ, because I need you to meet me or take me to some of these women's out there, right? Right, 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 right. But some of her customers are thinking the same thing, and they ain't young and dumb no more. They old now, and they still young and dumb. You understand? Very old, very old, (laughs) and very dumb. (laughs) There you go. There you go, right? So that was one me. I didn't care what the ticket cost. I cared about what I don't know, notch under my belt at night, or I'm trying to think of all the ignorant stuff. It's been it's so hard to go back in that mindset, but you get what I'm saying, right? I cared about actually, I cared about not being alone because my bed was lonely. So as long as I could have someone to occupy my space and make me forget that I made some bad decisions about my life, I cared about that more than your cost of your ticket. Is that real enough? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. Now, professional me, I'm coming, not this professional me, this, this younger professional me, I'm coming because I don't want a long-term relationship with you, the artist, or someone there, but I can assure you I'm getting somebody contact and they're going on my email list or whatever. Now, whether that be with you, the musicians, maybe I want these musicians at my thing. You, you know what I'm saying? But it's but please know every single thing professionally, PJ, is selfish. It has nothing to do with you. But think about the what I just listed. A long-term relationship with her, the musician, or someone in the audience. Me, me, me. You understand what I'm saying? Me, 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 me. All right. Now, I'm, I'm about 25 now. I got myself about 25 now. In my mid-30s, I'm rebuilding. Not mid-30s, excuse me. My 30s, I'm late 20s, 30s, I'm rebuilding. Now what I need is some financial partners willing to invest in me or mentor me. So now I'm buying your ticket because I have a need in my own life to attach, to maybe get someone, to, you know, I need $500, man, could you mind? And I'll put this back to you. Well, probably won't work, but in my head, you can't tell me it won't work because I know what I need and I'm willing to go get it, right? You get it? Boom. Now, at this me, I have no need to go to your event whatsoever. None. So there is absolutely nothing that you can do for me at your event that would do anything for me. I live every last one of my dreams. I'm the hardest person to shop for on the birthdays. I have everything I want. I don't, I one time, I think I said on this phone call, my, I had to reinvent my prayer life because when you, because prayer between most people, whether you want to admit it or not, is you praying because your resources can't handle the problem. Now get to the point of life 
when your resources force you almost not to pray. Think about it. I don't, I use a card or something to handle something, unless it's cancer. You get it? I can't do that. I don't need nothing. So there's no way you can get me to your event off a need. The way you get me to your event is, is I'm now thinking I scratch your back, you scratch mine. You get it? I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna need in the future. But every relationship I make, PJ, is intentional. Oh sucks. I, I fear everybody's about to hear what I'm saying. The only reason I show up to PJ event is because I say, all right, she is somebody that I would like to be attached to. I don't know what I quite need yet, but when I come to you, I'm going to need you to do the same thing I did for you. That's how you get me to your event, being a quality person I want to attach myself to. Any of that help you, Peter? That was like all for me. Well, there's so much on here, you know, you know, <laughs> come on now, you know, this is like, yeah, everything, I'm writing notes, I'm making mental notes, I'm making, <laughs> at the same time you're talking, I'm trying to figure out, so how do you verbalize some of this, like when I go to market, it's yep. like, I mean, do you go as if overt as, whether it's online or it's in person, because yes, we do think those thoughts, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I've even said to people, you know, we should do, of course, you know, the group, group economics thing in the community, more churches, more people, more community ought to support this event than they support that event. But that's a hard concept to get across sometimes, too. They only think yep. about my event, my event, my event. But when I advertise, can I say directly? I mean, that's the real me. If I would be an authentic, but you're saying be good cop, don't be bad cop. So... <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's hard for me to say, look, there's something in this for all of us. You, but I think they have to perceive me back to you, the beginning of this, this training, they have to perceive us, perceive our business as viable enough, having enough value enough that it's worth it to them to connect with us, to scratch my back so I can scratch their back. If they don't think Absolutely. I have any scratch to give, how you're not going to get that person to scratch your back? Oh, of course not. Not 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 if you're in my position. No, I, I, you wouldn't get me to scratch your back. In your case, you're sitting right in the middle of my target demographic. <laughs> At the very least, I'm thinking one PJ equal a thousand PJs, right? Then you're sitting right in the middle of my target graphic, target demographic. The only thing you're missing, PJ, because you got this full understanding, is you don't dig deep. It's the only thing you're missing. The only thing you're missing, and I'll have Grace explain so it can sound, and I'll add on to it. Grace, what's the number one thing I tell y'all to do when y'all be missing the mark? Break it down for us. When, when we're missing the mark, because I just asked Antonio something similar to this uh, last week. He said, you don't need to improve you just need to dig deep and you need to it goes back to what he's saying um you have to become what the customer needs so you have to dig deep and ask questions 
or you can write about what's saying, you can take pick things out of what they said and dig deeper in, in, from what they said. So, Ms. PJ, if, if I'm selling tickets to you to, to my event and I ask you, well, what is it, you know, it, it, I see you're interested in coming to my event and it involves music. How long have you been interested in music? And then I'll just let you talk. And then you, you know, if you say something, oh, I've been interested in music since I was, well, since I realized what music was at the age of five, and you keep going and you keep going, well, I'll pick something out of what you just said. And, and I'll say, well, when, Ms. PJ, when did you really know that music was, you know, that you really had a love for music? And then I'll let you talk again, you know? And so the more, the more I dig deep, the more comfortable you get talking to me because, you know, you, you're, let, you're letting your guard down, you're getting more comfortable because I'm asking about you and people love to talk about themselves. Got it. Got it. Now, I'll Grace, pass. I have a question for Grace. So, Grace, do you ever find yourself in a position where, for whatever reason, whatever the circumstances, you've got a deadline, say, and you got a little time crunch, but you've got to dig deep. You've got to go dig deep. You don't have a year to have those conversations, say, with, let's say, a thousand people to get that 10% you know, to show up that you want out of those thousand people. So what's the, what do you call it? The quick sum, what's the, what's the quick approach when you don't have time? It's either volume, you're going for a lot of people or we're going for quality over quantity. So if we don't have time to go for quantity, which is what I want, how can I condense that dig deep in a shorter period of time? Yes, ma'am. I have I have been in that situation before, but w even though it's a time crunch, you still want quality. And even though you know it, it is a time crunch, I can't I can't force people off the phone, you know, and hurry, try and hurry because I've got got to get to the next one. I still have to make them make them feel that I they are the most important thing I'm doing all day. So I got to continue to dig deep. That's that's the only thing I know to do because that's what I was taught. <laughs> No, but you're answering the question. Thank you. Thank you. Great answer. I know. I know what. I know what you're looking for. So I'm going to give it to you. PJ's looking for everything you just said, and every she's looking for the last hour and six minutes summed up into a statement or two. Am I lying, PJ? Absolutely. Bottom line. I'm listening too for this answer. I got you. I'm going to give you what I would say right now in your situation and i might even i've done it a few times but i might do it more often i come up to you and i say hey pj what would it take for me to get you to my event okay that's it. No that's, it. That's, that's it. it that's it that's it that's it that's, that's it. it and then let them talk yeah. they can talk for days then if they're willing to that's tell right. me yes now not only do i do that all the time i actually did it 67 minutes ago. Let's rewind. I said, hey, guys, I got, in fact, let me, let me show you real quick, because sometimes people be thinking, you know, you're lying and stuff. Boom. Here's, look, we was going to cover all this today. All this. And then right here. We're going to cover all that. But I asked, okay? I need you to, I asked, I said, and I even said, I'm going to give you the Antonio T, the ATS blueprint. Remember I said all that? Yeah. I said, I said that. And I said, but before I do, I really want to poll my audience. Did y'all hear me say that? Yeah. I said, I want to poll my audience. Here's what happened. PJ said something. I said, wow, okay. I didn't see that coming. No problem. And I start answering. I said, let me lay it out to you. 
one, two, three, four, real quick. And if you go back, I'll share my screen again. I'll share my screen again. If you go back, I said, well, listen, I have, I have it for you. I'm answering it for you, but I didn't want to sound like that she asked it that fashion. I said, this is be the first thing I thought about. And I thought about it. It actually sounds like I'm lying. So let me just go ahead and give her all four things. And all four things I wrote here. They're here. They were already here. You get what I'm saying? They were already here. You understand what I'm saying? And then I had Grace break it down a little bit more. So they were already written. I was already ready to roll. And then I asked the equivalent of, what would it take for this to be a good phone call for y'all? The same thing I'm asking PJ. What would it take for me to get you at this event? And then y'all talked, and not all of you. And, he, and, I, and I, y'all should have knew that I changed the class when I said this one statement. Okay, let's move forward. And any of you who choose to write down and participate, hopefully you get some, uh, you're going to get a lot out of it. If not, you'll still get some out of it. Because I basically said, if you don't want to talk, I'm going to talk to the three active people talking right now. You, you understand what I'm saying? Now, PJ, that's no, and then I went, if you, I, I, I pray y'all go rewind this recording. Because nearly every time I've talked, since she's been the most vocal, I keep saying, PJ, do this. PJ, do that. I changed my presentation according to the best successful route for this phone call. I do it every time. Well, I got another, got, a, got another question for you. Thank you okay. too, uh, for that, Antonio. And I've mm -hmm. seen you do this before, and I, I like that when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's why sometimes I just sit back and listen because the energy is with somebody else to get what you got that day because they're speaking up. So I'll sit back and listen. So I decided to just jump on in there today. <laughs> a little bit off track, but hopefully not too far. So, and I don't want to sound technologically ignorant here, but I'm just going to go for it. When we talk about reaching the masses, the global masses, the internet people, you know, the world. Right. So, yeah. So we got our fan pages and we have our personal pages. I'm okay. I have all that. I got my YouTube. I got my platform set up. So say I want to reach the masses. Is the only way you do that is with ads. You put an ad on Facebook, you put an ad on your whatever social platform you are. So is that reaching, quote unquote, I know you've got to target your destination, but just say for generalities, the world. Say I want to reach you know, four different cities in my surrounding area. I know I picked them. Yeah. But am I reaching all the internet people out there if, <laughs> I put in, if I put an ad out there? Can I safely <laughs> assume that I'm marketing to the world within what I specified if I do that? Right. Gotcha. I love the way you say the internet people. Like it's a, like it's some fake people out there. I, don't know. I love that. Like you're on a plane. Those little ants down there. I just love just give me some money, right? I love that. No. Yes, well. the answer to your question is yes, you can. And the reason why you buy ads is because you would be controlling traffic. Remember. Now, y'all, you'll hear me. The reason I repeat stuff that comes from different classes is because I understand it's new concepts to you and you catch it, but you don't catch all of it. So I keep repeating this. There's three types of traffic in this world. 
digital or not digital, traffic you do not control, traffic, traffic you do not control, that's number one, traffic you do control, that's number two, and traffic you own. So the reason why you would buy ads, PJ, for those internet people is because you don't want not to control them. You want to control them, to funnel them, to own them. Did that make sense real quick? I want to make sure. Did you get that, PJ? Yes. And I see your hand yes. up, Denise. Okay, yes. good. Yes, good. yes. So if we want to take them from, I control you, now I own you. That's why you buy ads. But her question was, is that the only way? So I've just answered why you do it. But the reason I, I gave, let's repeat it. You don't want stuff you don't control, yes? I want to control you and then own you. That's the concept here, PJ. And that's why it doesn't take buying ads to do that when you understand what you're doing when you buy ads. Can you think of other ways to control people to own them? I'll give you an example. The media does it to you every day. It's called fear. They peddle and market fear. You understand? Like, you do know that there's more news than school shootings and mass shootings. Like there is more news. This is 7.2 billion people, and the only news you have is to scare me into a blue or a red? But what they're doing without buying ads is they're controlling you so they can own you. Now, in order for you to get the best news, how do they own you? You go watch their station because they feed your fear the way you want it to be fed. Are you getting what I'm saying, PJ? Because you asked a brilliant question. Is Antonio is is in your opinion? Yep. Is hope still sellable? Is it as Absolutely. sellable as fear? As I was going through my closet, cleaning out old stuff, you know, falls coming up, getting ready for the new season, I found this old hat that I used to wear all the time. And when I say all the time, I am not exaggerating when I say that. And it was a hat from my dad's old company he used to work for. And I used to wear this hat all the time with him when I was younger. Um, when we would go outside and play, I would wear the hat because it's hot here in Texas. When we, when he would work on his truck, when we go to the park, go to the beach, go fishing, I wore this hat all the time. And what that hat did for me was it just, it reminded me, it made me feel like a big girl when I hung out with my dad, you know, dad's a little helper, you know, he wore his cap, I wore mine. And so when it comes to hats, there's, there's certain things that when you see that hat or you wear that hat, it brings back certain memories. Well, I never found one. I liked as much until I found CapBeast. CapBeast.com is a quality purveyor of all kinds of customized hats. You can put anything you want on just about any kind of hat you like, and it's easy and affordable to get exactly what you want. See, with CapBeast.com, you can create custom embroidered snapbacks, dad hats, baseball hats, and beanies from brands like New Era, 47 brand champion nike and more capbeast.com has no minimum sized orders you can order one hat or you can order a hundred 
That means you can design a funny one-off hat for your upcoming weekend trip, or you can get custom hats for your whole team or business. Catbeast.com enables you to design and wear a custom embroidered hat that shows your personality. Create a hat with a funny slogan on it. Uh, design a snapback that features your business logo or even design a beanie that has your cat's face on it, which is pretty freaking awesome. And what I love about that is now I can design hats for my team or for my family or even for me and my son. So when we go out, now he has a hat that he gets to develop memories with and we can and we can do all these things together. And so when he goes back, and he's, you know, cleaning out his house or, you know, moving and going off to college. You know, he can take his hat with him just to remember me. So what I want each and every one of you to do is to visit capbeast.com. That's C-A-P-B-E-A-S-T dot com and enter promotion code B2B. That's B, the number two, B, to get 20% off your first order. Again, that's capbeast.com. Create your memories, create your favorite hats. Yes, and that was your original question you asked from the very beginning. When y'all go back and rewind this, the very first thing she said was, I'm noticing I can fill up a room if it was a tragedy. I don't want nobody to die. Remember she, I'm an active listener. I'm listening to everything she's saying, and I'm, and I'm memorizing it because it's, it's important to me, right? That's the first thing she said. Absolutely. As long as you have you a Joel Osteen, an Ellen DeGeneres, an Oprah Winfrey out there, you can always believe in selling hope. You get it? Now, I don't mean to disrespect anybody by saying that. I'm just saying the tone of hope is always marketable. It's what I'm attempting to say here, right? I don't mean any disrespect to Mr. Olsen, Pastor Olsen in his ministry or what anybody else is doing. I'm just saying the tone of hope is always marketable. You don't have to hurt people to control that. I don't have a tone of hope. I mean, excuse me, a tone of hurt. I have a tone of hope. It's intense, but it's still saying, you want to win? Come follow me. And I fill out seats. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I do sold out events. It's very rare. I don't do a sold out event. Very rare. My sold outness. Is that 97% maybe? And I still hope. I'm glad she asked that question. But when you know all you're doing is controlling and then pushing to where you own, that's the win-win. And you can do that without money. You can do that without money. A pretty girl gets on Instagram, gets half naked. She's now controlling who looks at her. Okay? And then she sells ads on her Instagram or her own products, vitamins, T-shirts, etc. And she puts her own product out. Okay, she puts her she she puts a T-shirt out with side boobs showing. No disrespect, you right? I'm just you know and and perkiness or whatever. How many T-shirts you think she's going to sell? She controlled with her body and then owned them with her product. That was free. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I need y'all to get this. Like, I, I, I mean, no disrespect, no, I don't mean to be direct to anybody, but that was a fact. You can buy ads without buying ads. I call it a human sales funnel. Now let's pause real quick, because this is getting real good. Denise, 
Let me hear you. Who got a question? Okay, good. Denise, let me hear from you because I think you're going to add even more value here. See if your phone muted, Denise. You're unmuted, but I, I think your phone may be muted or your microphone may not be connected. All right, hit star six because you definitely unmuted yourself. Tell you what, disconnect, come right back in. As soon as you come back in, the question's on you no matter where we at. And because I'm, I'm looking forward to what you got to say. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what you got to say. She always has something great to say. Yeah, she's trying. I can see. We can see you trying. It's not coming in. So when she comes back in, when, it, when her audio gets fixed, we're going to let her go right, go right on. Now, control. PJ's question is probably one of the, it ranks in the top five of brilliant questions answered all, asked all year. Can I do this? Well, it's two of them now. She got two brilliant questions. Can I fill seats without a tragedy? And can I control people without buying them? Yes. You don't have to buy people to control them. A politician. Name me one. No, because you can now. There's only two politicians. Well, you can. You, you, it's only right now. There's only one politician's message. There's one. We're talking about data, okay? There's only one politician's message that's, oh, I just ruled him out. Never mind. There's not a single politician. I just, I tried to save him. There's not a single politician right now that is not saying, I'm the one that can get it and I'm the only choice you actually have. So every politician is doing that. That's fear. They're buying you from fear. Every, that's a politician's job. The politician's job is to create lack for you and show you their scarcity. And in that scarcity, your only hope, PJ, is to vote for me. Get it? They're controlling you without buying you. Denise, I'm ready. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay. I had two questions. Um, one of them is from a, a ways back, so I apologize. I was kind of in and out. Oh, no worries. Um, the first one is centered around PJ, though. I consider myself a, a, a PJ follower and fan. Um, but, you know, with, with anyone when it comes to, and it could just be a church thing, I don't know, but w when it comes to somebody asking you to support them and the brand that you know them for versus um, something that sounds like they're simply endorsing, the level of support becomes different. So, like, if you look, for, for you, PJ, like, it, knowing that you're a transformation coach, a Juneteenth concert seems like it, it's not a PJ event from the outside looking in from my perspective. So does point. that, does that make sense? So it's like, you know, That's am I supporting you or am I supporting them because you asked me to? And, and then the, the level of, you know, connectivity just kind of changes when it, when it's there. That, that's a real good point. That's a real good point. Wow. That's, that's so a, good. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because yeah. the answer, Denise, there's an answer. The answer is both. The answer is both. At the beginning, somewhere on one of these calls, I think I alluded to why I'm doing this, but not the only reason. I'm doing it twofold. Because PJ is a supporter of the community and PJ is a supporter of the work of the Lord and PJ is a supporter of a church in trouble. However, 
PJ has learned that PJ has to promote her own business as well. PJ has to find her congregation and get herself out there as well. So I am doing this twofold. And, and I don't want to get all spiritual and carrying on, but I, I have to say this quickly. I have to say this quickly that initially I was going to do an event just for myself, just for TNT and have it women's empowerment, you know, all the things we do as life coaches and women primarily. However, I felt the Lord said to me, go ahead and help the church, this particular church, do the event and help them out. But at the same time, you're still putting TNT out there. I'm doing this as the event coordinator of TNT, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a collaborative effort, um, Denise, at this point in time. Will I do it again? I can't answer that right now. I had a plan where I was going to do even a bigger one after this if we raised the money from this to the big event and bring in a, a celebrity where we could attract a lot more. And there's a venue that had the seats to hold it. But just, that's a whole nother story. But after analyzing this, I'm not sure I want to take that on and that my next event won't be for myself. It all depends how these people conduct themselves and how they show up at this event, etc. So without rambling further, the, the bottom line, Denise says, I'm doing it for me, very much so for me and my business and my legacy and all the things we're learning here. But I'm also doing it for a greater purpose, because I believe yep. that helping others and sowing the seeds out there are going to come back to me if I do the right thing. And I consider this one of those right things to do. I don't know if that, yes, I hope that. No, no, that's, that's, that's a great answer. At, at, again, I'm pretend I don't really know you. I'm just a PJ fan on, on the outside looking in that narrative hasn't gotten to me as a consumer. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's, I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up. Remember at the very beginning of the class, I said, I'm gonna give it the four things PJ need to do. The last one was perception over impression. PJ just gave us a great impression, but the perception of what she's doing hasn't reached the consumer like Denise was saying. Keep going, Denise, because you got some good feedback. Uh. I mean, that, that, that was it for people. Like, I would, I would support PJ for anything, but a, a random church that I don't know, I probably wouldn't. So, I mean, mm. you came and, and told me, and this is, a, this, like, it hasn't been billed as a PJ event in any capacity. Mm. My life, I would, and I, if I know you as a transformation coach, how is my life going to change about this? You know what I mean? And, and Antonio talks all the time about us putting out so much content. Like, if every day you just drop something about how, my life can change and then tie in, you know, meet me at this event so that you can have more life change or something. Then I can stack the doctor connected for me as a consumer. And I can see, even though I'm in DC, you're in Connecticut, I won't be able to be there. I would be like, mm. somebody has to be there. That's good. That, that's awesome that's feedback. Good. That's awesome. Um, Denise. And let me, let me, let me say this because quality. a lot of us are on that line and on that bridge between the church and the world in our businesses and in our personal lives. A lot of us are there. Here's the, here's, here's, here's the double-edged sword with that. And I, I welcome all the feedback I can get. 
your church community oftentimes will say, oh, she's just, if I pump it up too much in my direction and what I do in my life, coach, oh, she's just doing this for her own grandizement. She's just doing this to get money for herself. And why should I trust that? She should be doing this for the Lord. She shouldn't even be charging us anyway. Blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. Then. Yeah, all that's poverty. Every last bit of that's poverty. <laughs> but, but, but I'm saying I have two audiences I'm addressing. And I hear you, Denise, loud and clear. And I'm going to try to work on that for my other audience to give them more of what I'm really about. But I don't want to stand up and say, I'm doing this to put myself out there too. So I have to find language in a way to market that I am I doing this for TNT. I don't, think, I don't think the church is your, your market. for the, It's a Juneteenth event. That's, that's black folks and, and freedom from slavery. That's anybody with, with, who cares about that culture. That's your audience. I mean, if you try to appease church folk, I mean, none of us will get started on let's, let's not get started. But I, I, I just don't think that's your audience, which is why you're finding the, resent, the resistance. I love yeah. that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Thank you. And you know, you, Denise, you and I already know. You know, I think you're one of the best coaches in the world. Thank you so oh, much. She is. She so much. Is. But well, I, I yeah. still have holes. And I had, my other question was for me. <laughs> okay. okay well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on before okay. you get to your other question. Denise, can you and your best expertise, and make sure you don't forget your question, because I don't think anyone realized why I cut, I cut the pastor, I cut the church. You will see now this year, it comes back in little, little doses, right? Little manageable doses. But why do you think that I am not known for pastoring? I am known for business. Denise, and your best expert guess why would I have to just completely homicide that spirit no that wasn't even spiritual that religious set part of what I was to what I do now no clue if this is the right answer but those mm -hmm. folks are already indoctrinated into something they're not open to receiving anything else That that's better than what I could have asked today, right? <laughs> I re and, and you know you know who else re you know who else recognized this? And I love being a marketer. Uh, I'm not just a marketer. I love having this marketing gift that I have because something is boom right in everybody's faces. And I guess only people like me and Denise would get it because we kind of got this Hollywoodness about us. It's not in Hollywood. TD Jake. If you pay attention to TDJ, he is getting out the church. If you pay attention, if you, if you, yeah, well, yeah, 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 he, 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 he getting into fashion for sure. Him and Kanye West have their own clothing lines together, right? But, but he's got a new TV show. He's got this, he doesn't call it coaching. He calls it something else, but it means coaching. You yeah, he's doing everything he can to get to that 99% of the audience. Denise, have you picked up on that with his moves? I don't know how much you follow him. Oh, oh yeah. Him, him and Dr. Phil are in cahoots to, to kind of compliment each other. He even, yeah, he even did a video. He, he's got something on YouTube where he explained that that's what he's doing. He said some, you know, the movie companies and whatever, and that he's not a one pony show and that he's got other talents and that you can be in the church and still be a businessman and da 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 da, da and that's there what he's going to do. There you go. Thanks. I didn't even know that video existed, but that's an indoctrinated thinking. 
and, and, and now PJ said it's fine indoctrinated thinking. I mean, PJ Denise, it's calcified thinking. We can spiritualize all we want to. Those are closed-minded people. Let's just call a spade what a spade is. It's closed-minded people. And I understood that I was in the business of open-minded people. And I had to slash what was closed-minded. You get it? Now the members I attract are open-minded members. You get it? All right, cool. Denise, what's your second question? Okay, so you were talking about um, we have to train our audience to, this is what you were saying right at the beginning, right? So um, what if you've been spending time, decades, already training an audience, but maybe you're confused about what you've trained them to do? Maybe you thought you were training them in one direction. Like, how do you identify what you've already trained your existing audience to do? Yeah, I did that. I personally did that. And I, I did that twice, Denise. And one, I recovered. No, in both, I recovered. So, okay, I did that in the church and I did that in business at the same doggone time. Denise, I'm from the South, Texas. And there's a certain way to do black preaching down here in the South. Okay, certain way, you understand. You understand? Can't nobody, you know, all that, all that good stuff. You understand? Anyway, <laughs> there's a certain way to close down here. And I recognize, man, I got this big old crowd of people I don't want to deal with. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> I recognize that my message, right, my style of preaching, my message, the marketing coming out of my mouth was attracting a crowd I necessarily didn't want as my customer. Fair enough. In business, I came out real hard and heavy coaching. Real hard and heavy coaching as a one-on-one coach. Get coaching for me. That's what I did. I And I got filled up, Denise. <laughs> so yeah, if I got murdered because I don't know how to hoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I can holler, but let me tell you, I finished started E flat, finished the A sharp. But anyway, <laughs> but I in business, I saw I'm coaching one on one, one on one coach, one on one coach, one on one coaching to the point where I had I I, I don't know shucks, I had twenty something clients. That's a lot for one on one coaching. It's a lot. When I first when I first got to Les Brown camp, I was just disbanding that coaching thing. I had I went into Les Brown with forty three people I was coaching. I went into Les Brown with forty three people I was coaching. I remember because I said it on film and I watched the film the other day. Now, that's the first time I actually met Denise too. That was a mistake. Because I don't like one on one coaching, Denise. I don't. So I charge so much for it. Because I hate a lot of stuff that comes with it, right? And I hate losing and I hate losers. I'd rather coach, you know, world leaders. You know what I'm saying? You know, people at the way top. And I messed up twice. Now, how did I fix it? I had to lose first on both of them. I do apologize if that's not the answer you want to hear. I had to absolutely lose first. How did I have to lose? Once I shifted my direction, 
30 to 40 percent of those people left on both sides period because they were there for the gravy or they were there for that one-on-one coaching so when i when i start putting them in a zoom call on and small coaching they would say things like well i just i just want that intimacy that we had right and this is guys talking right i mean but i had a guy call me yesterday or called diana yesterday the day before like man listen i respond to one-on-one coaching i'm like bruh that costs a lot of money you know what i'm saying so we came to some happy medium i just don't do it i can but i'd rather tell you denise is the greatest coach in the world in which i truly i've seen a coach she's incredible she's absolutely incredibly gifted so here's what you do the first thing you got to do denise is you have to i'm sorry here's what i did and it worked i'll say that i want to tell you what you to do here's what i did first thing i did was i told everybody what i was doing now excuse me told everybody what i was doing not don't say now I told everybody that that's important. That's that's important. I told everybody what I was doing. Remember, people don't know what they want until you tell them. Right. I notified everybody I'm doing this. You know what I'm saying? I did not say, and I hate when people do this on Facebook or something. Hey, everybody, new business opening. Hey, everybody, new direction. I'm no, this ain't new. This is what I'm doing. I've been doing it. I I've been podcasting my name is Neil. i've been podcasting for real how long years i was podcasting before podcast was out you know, you know what i'm saying the last thing i'm gonna do is i'm gonna say oh yeah i just started podcasting because nope i've been podcasting lebron went to the lakers i've been a lakers fan that's a lie but you can't tell me nothing i've been a lakers fan you know what i'm saying because the last thing, this is number two now, you do not apologize to people. You do not do it. You make a mistake, you gotta clear your throat, you gotta, you gotta have a 10 second silence because you drank some water on the keynote. You do not go, sorry y'all, nope. You notify people and you do not apologize. Old lady taught me this. Say anything you admit to, I mean, excuse me, anything you acknowledge, you admit to. Hey, man, you, you slept with Denise? What kind of question? Man, get that question away from here, man. What are you talking about? See that? Watch this. Hey, man, you slept with Denise? Oh, man, what you mean, slept with Denise? Uh, that sounds different, don't it? Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yes. Yes. If you acknowledge it, it renews on your credit report in seven years, right? <laughs> you get it. It's not the case, but you get the point I'm making. You tell people what you're going to do, and then you, oh, sorry, I'd say you tell. I told people I'm not in the church. I did. I told people, well, of course, I have my scholar's degrees, and I was a scholar, but I told people I'm a scholar. I told people I write books. I, these type of people typically, don't hoop and holler. Then when people said, why are you not hollering no more? I went, what do you mean? See, I didn't acknowledge it. I went, what do you mean? Did you get the word? All right, good. 
So I never answered that question. Notify. Do not apologize. JG, Jay-Z's 40-40 club did not work. You don't know nothing about that. You understand what I'm saying? You don't know nothing about that. You only put your winnings out. And then eventually people will go, yeah, Denise been podcasting. Denise been a provider. You have been a provider. You have been podcasting. If you was on somebody else's podcast, that's when you started podcasting. You know what I'm saying? If you talked on a talk boy, a talk girl, and recorded some stuff, if you picked up a cassette, if you casted anything, you've been podcasting. And I hope all y'all hear that. I'm, I'm pounding this answer because it is very important. Because when you have to switch directions, you don't tell nobody you're switching directions. It's the worst thing to do. You know why it's the worst thing to do? I'll give you the term for it. Y'all use it all the time, and it's actually a very bad term rebrand y'all use it all the time when you tell me you must rebrand you tell a professional especially professional marketer it's so blown up you have to start over r kelly needs to rebrand doesn't he and if your situation ain't r kelly situation you don't need to rebrand and if you switch, what if I tell you the God you serve switch directions? What? He didn't know what he was doing the whole time? All right. Denise Hill has been knowing what she's been doing the whole time. PJ has been knowing what she's doing the whole time. And PJ, if you don't sell 500 tickets, you move everybody to the front of that room. You get the film there. And the people... Okay, the people who are there, you don't say nothing. You pick up 300 of them chairs. Nope, let's see. If 200 people show up, you put 150 chairs out. If you can't move the chairs, you feel me? You, if you can't move the chairs, you say, we sold this event so successfully that the hotel sponsored us this room at the last minute, so now we have more space. Movie theater seating. Can't move any seats. <laughs> okay. Can't, can't, can't move the seats. Can't move no seats, but check it out. We sold this event so success so successfully that the that they gave us this movie theater room at no extra cost. Just so y'all could have a better experience. So the music can sound better. I'm I'm telling you. I'm I'm telling you what it is. I'm telling you what it is. <laughs> Even more concisely for Denise, you switch, but you don't switch. You say, this is what I'm doing. I've been dominating over here, and you better get like me. If that don't make sense to you, how many of you have logged on to Facebook this year and they upgraded and didn't tell you? They changed something. Come on, let me hear from you. Did, did, did they change on you and they didn't tell you? Yeah. yeah, they switched direction. They said these like buttons ain't good no more. Let's make them 3D. But I don't want to make a post and tell everybody they're 3D. They, they wasn't good. We're just going to put it out there as an upgrade. Yeah, I just upgraded. It's the most valuable advice I can possibly give to you. Because people won't know to buy from Denise until she say, 
you better buy from me. You feel what I'm saying? You ain't switching. Use in a dying business, but you ain't dying. A dying industry, I should say. You're not dying. You been saw this coming, and which she did. All right, let me hear back from you, Denise. We're gonna add, we're gonna add some more value here. No, that was good. Uh, that was good stuff. That's all I needed. Thank Sweet. There it is. There it is. Appreciate you. Seriously, y'all, stop making people look at your weaknesses with your system. But Denise herself, she needs to show weaknesses on purpose. Denise can show infallible. Uh, not infallible. That's, that's not weakness at all. Fallibility. She can show finiteness, but her system cannot. If Denise is perfect, no one's going to follow her. They're going to hate that. They're going to do everything they can to take her down. If her system is perfect, they're going to do everything they can to buy into that system. That was way up there. I wish I could see our faces because I know I just said something. Well, you can't see my face at the moment because I still, <laughs> that's a shame. I'm still not dressed for the day, but because I got caught up in your classes as usual. <laughs> but I want to ask, what's my system? What's my system? Yeah, dude, that's what you need to, you probably need to build a stronger system, but, but Denise, your own consumer, said your system is transformation. Now, you want to come up with a great system around that transformation that makes you stand out from other transformers but so clearly you're, mm -hmm. are you saying so system and brand are basically same thing kind of the same thing sure sure okay. absolutely okay. They're, they're, okay they're, now the system is more powerful they are the same thing because they they're not related but they they're married they're they're one and the same they are they are, yeah, they're, they're husband and wife that have joined to become one. Your system is something you want duplicatable if you're selling that system like I do, or you want to be able to plug people in it, go to Tahiti, drink a beer with me, come back and you made more money a month later, right? That's a system. Get it? Like my system, you, I don't even have to remind you all Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, we're doing this. The system runs itself. Y'all show up, right? The system, and then you borrow from that system and you start the Bureau of Dominant Speakers, which is, has a 100% customer satisfaction rate, which I still can't believe. That's insane. I, I can't, I'm looking for someone to complain, they won't complain, right? It's insane. It's the first time I've ever done that. But, but do you understand what I'm saying? That's the system. The reason why it's married to branding, because R. Kelly could have a great system right now. Are you going to go to it? The, the, the Catholic, Church, I just not use Catholic Church. The church itself. That's Catholics, Protestants together. Okay, I'm gonna sing out one one people. Have a great system. Still losing members. You understand what I'm saying? Because the brand is off. Biggest bank in the world, Catholic Church. We don't even know the numbers. Biggest real estate owner in the world, Catholic Church. Crazy. And they own prime real estate in every continent on planet Earth. 
they don't just own real estate. They own, imagine going to Venice. Like they own prime real estate. You know what I'm saying? But check it out. Brands all messed up because church folk is crazy, right? So that's why it's tied together. You can go ahead. It, um, is, is it too simplistic to say that the system is the delivery method for how you pre give to your consumers a particular brand? Is that too, too simplistic? Nah, I think that's spot on. I think that's spot on. I think that's spot on. Now you want to put some muscles on that simplicity, right? You want to have your business system for... Can your current business system take on 10,000 new customers? And now, if you don't want 10,000 new customers, you don't need to. Like Bentley doesn't want 10,000 new customers, right? But Bentley can handle 2,000 new customers in that system, maybe just not their, where they get their products from. You feel me? Can you handle right now, Denise, now you had to answer this question out loud, 10,000 new customers. If that's the case, then you have a business system that is as simple as you said, but it has muscles on it, right? It can, it can contain the, the influx and the customer quality and the customer service quality, and you're not breaking your software. You understand what I'm saying? Like right now, if we had a thousand people on this phone call, I could, I could handle it, but I couldn't handle a thousand one. It just wouldn't. I would have people saying, "I called, but I couldn't get in." While that is a good thing, because you're creating fear of missing out, that wasn't the plan with this product, right? I need to have the public missing out, not y'all. Y'all need to get in so the public can miss out. It's also why I changed this. The people, the, those of you who see me live, this costs differently now. This costs a high dollar a month. You have to be paying a high monthly fee for this to be out, for you to get on this call. Now, why would I do that, Denise? Why would I make this call exclusive now and make it cost to get in here? To control the flow of the consumer so that you don't right. have that, that multiplicity of people who aren't invested in the product. That's right. That's right. And you know why? because I would get a bunch of low level of awareness questions and it would kill the product. Oh, it would devalue the me, product. It would completely devalue the product. Y'all been with me long enough to ask brilliant questions because you go home and you actually work on your business and you get stumped and you got to come back with a question, right? They have it. Y'all been with me over years now. Denise, in some case, three years. So you get it, right? So now, with, so the people who don't have access to this, they watch y'all and y'all say this. Your names keep popping up. So when they see you in public, they're like, oh, man. Oh, you, so you be one asking a really good question. You're PJ, so good to meet you. I've been watching. I went to the freshman level. You get it? Because it, I had to, I knew I had to bring in an influx of customers. But I also knew the problem with that is you damage the product when you do. So I saved the product by making this exclusive. That's the business system. You get it? It's exactly what Denise said, but I put muscles on it by showing you 
I improved it. I improved the simplicity of it. You feel me? Did that help you, Denise, even more? Yep, thank you. There you go, right? PJ, what about you? One last question. Now, come Hopefully. on, Oh, I, everything you said, absolutely. I got it all down. I got it all down. I got to work it all out, yeah. but I got it all down. You asked, why is the church's brand messed up, in your opinion? I asked that question only to help me with my marketing to counteract why the brand is messed up. So what about the brand being messed up? Can I counteract in my marketing for transformation? Absolutely. Absolutely. You absolutely can. And this is where you take the. Y'all not going to like this answer, okay? You're just not going to like this answer at all. You knew when she asked the question? Okay. <laughs> okay. You're not going to like this answer, but this is business, yes? Yes. Business. All right. Business. This is where you take what I call the Absalon approach, but you don't take it too far. Okay, Absalon, and, and since we're talking church perspective, I'll give you a church answer, and Liddell's going to love this Bible study we're about to have. In Second Samuel, there's a guy named David. You may have heard of him. He defeats Goliath way earlier. And you know, he's just pretty cool king, guys, after his deity's own heart. He does a pretty good job. Peace on all sides. Well, well, peace is on sides because he's killing people left and right. But nevertheless, and he has this son that wants his kingdom. And for two years, his son stood outside the court. This is actually in that sacred text. Stood outside the court and did this here, PJ. Oh, you got, he, he judged your case that way? I wouldn't have did it that way. I would have did it this way. That's, that's what he did. That's what he did. Remember, I said, but don't take it too far, and I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you how to do it. With, I'll show you how to do this without with keeping your morals together, right? Without playing the bad seat. Hey, oh, he said that you shouldn't get that much land. I would have gave you all the land you asked for. Sure would have. Yep, I sure would have. Sure, and did it for two years. And the, the text says he did it for two years, to the point where the whole people said, Absalom, you need to be king. He convinced these people to make him king. And he did. He actually and he took his he took his father's throne by force. Of course, his dad wouldn't fight back, so he fled the city. He didn't kill any of his men, but Absalom did do some killing, right? His man, and then of course the throne would be restored, but blah, blah, blah. It was actually well not let's not get into the Bible study part, right? But but yes, you get it? Now that's brilliant. That is that is one billion percent brilliant. No different than the brilliance, no different than the brilliance of Donald Trump and half the crazy stuff he be doing. It's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. It is one flaw that I would tell you that Obama did not have. I mean, I mean, excuse me, that Obama had. When Obama fixed the healthcare system, he should have bragged all about it. But he was too humble, right? He, can you imagine if? When Trump fixed one thing, he tweets about it, he gets on the news and he talks about it, right? He takes credit for other people's stuff. That's brilliant. Doesn't matter if you think he lying. You ain't voting for him. He's not trying to turn you. He's trying to put another narrative out there. 
to confuse you, his narrative is an invisible barrier between you and his voters. That's brilliant. You understand what I'm saying? Absalom was brilliant. He put an invisible barrier between the king's people and the people. Pay attention. He put, I'm going to talk slow because we need to pay attention. He put an invisible barrier with a different narrative between the one who was in power and forced the customers to say, PJ, you be our leader. Oh, no. That's brilliant, right? Exactly. Oh, no. Like, yeah. Oh, no. no, I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right? no. <laughs> yes. I, I, Absolutely, was he, he he didn't keep it in his past the way he should have. He did a few things crazy, but but David had some other sons that literally did some other rape. I'm looking at this question in chat, but that was different. And Tamar got caught up in that. But do you see the brilliance of taking a narrative that's already out there and going against that narrative secretly, one by one, and reprogramming people's minds? until they think it's their idea mm. to go with you. Mm. Right. Okay, here's how you do this with morals. So you, and we're gonna, I'm going to be blatant. I'm going to talk about the church. So that's what she, that her question is coming from the church. The church is pushing away all sorts of generations, okay? It's old-fashioned. It won't change. Take all the bad things that, things that they're saying, okay? I mean, no disrespect. We got a pastor on right now, okay? Like, no disrespect nobody, but take, remember, I always tell y'all, go look at the one-star reviews. If people are complaining about the church, those are one-star reviews. Take those reviews and build a system around it. And every time, you're going to love this, PJ, you hear, oh, that sounds like this review I heard. You're going to tailor your presentation to the system that fix that one star review. Oh, come on, y'all. I'm getting excited because I know that y'all know, I know you know this, but you don't even know you know this because I put in your head this. I had to, but it had to be your idea. I had to because I had already had this started. Then I had to put it on hold. It used to be called Plant Better University. It's what it used to be called. Right now, Plant Better University is a prodigy. I had Plant Better University before I ever joined a camp. You know what I'm saying? Then things went sour and people started thinking I had something to do with it. I could have that, but I can't go up here and say, hey, destruction of this legacy that's stupid i would never do that right that's wrong that's this this wrong and when you talk bad about people the people you're talking bad to about them they looking at you like yeah that's why i'm not following you either because <laughs> you're talking about them right <laughs> yeah i hear you but please no i'm not gonna buy from you right you're gonna do that. So i couldn't do that either what i had to do is i had to say yeah yeah pay attention to this i you i haven't said it in so long it's been almost a year since I said it, but it was a primitive narrative a year ago. All of you are going to remember it, too. That's why I want to be on every call 
because people feel that the celebrity should be on the cause. You ain't heard me say it in a long time. But remember, I used to push that narrative. I used to push that narrative. Denise, do you remember this? I used to push that narrative. I'm going to be on every call. I'm going to be on every call. I'm going to be on every call. Remember? I had to. Because you know what the number one complaint was? Why I can't get trained and why I can't, why I can't, why I can't, when he, when they, when she, right? That was it. Why I'm not getting my money's worth. I had to Absalom effect. I did. And I really, 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 really want you to pay attention to this. Because I didn't do it with incorrect motives. I didn't talk about nobody. I just had to cast my narrative so much that it created this invisible barrier between me and them. You get it? I had people like PJ watching me for like two years. <laughs> PJ, so listen, <laughs> listen, I'm still waiting to see and make sure Les Brown don't come behind from behind that screen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, look, cut right from behind the screen, go, boom. Here I am. We got all y'all money, right? <laughs> like, no. But you get it. And that's very important. Denise is going to have to do it with her industry. Y'all feel me? Mm -hmm. PJ's going to do it with her industry. Liddell, who is a pastor. I hope he could, I don't know if he, he you know, he'd be, he'd probably teaching body study right now. If you can <laughs> unmute your mic, unmute your mic real quick, Liddell. He'd probably teaching somebody, doing some community service something. But Pastor Liddell himself, while in the church, has to create an invisible barrier between his church and how people perceive the church. Please, are you unmuted? Liddell, you there? Yes, sir. Have you ever met any regular person that knew the difference between the Catholic church and your church? No. The answer is no. 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 So every time a Catholic priest gets in trouble for some pedophilia, they're putting that on Liddell's church. Everybody. You understand? Every time a preacher sleeps with a secretary, they're putting it on Liddell's church. So do you understand that he has to create that invisible barrier between what he's preaching and how people perceive the whole industry? Liddell, before we hang up, give us one way that you're currently doing that right now. Say, ask the question one more time. Give us one way how you're currently separating yourself, excuse me, your church from your members, excuse me, from the potential members perception of what the church is oh, that's that's funny you say that man my son called me the other day and he was cracking up and you know we had an oil shop and he was there and he said daddy you'll never believe what what somebody asked me i'm like what's happening there's a girl i went to school with he's 24 24 years old and she was like 
I want to come to your dad's church. I've been hearing a lot about it, but I don't know if I want to start a business yet. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as people hit that church, they begin to be entrepreneurs and do a lot of different things that they don't, that the church world doesn't understand. So the narrative that's different with us is that we, 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 we lead you to your destiny. So what's been happening, we've been getting a lot of people that visit from other churches secretly because they see there's a difference in the people that come out of that. Mm, that's powerful. So your problem right now is people know that if they come to you, they got to level up. Yeah, that's what she's, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who else got that problem? Denise, I'll mute your mic real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many times have you run into the problem that if they come to you, they got to level up and actually pay? Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, they have to actually pay Denise, and this is like a big barrier, right? Is this a barrier for you to lease? Not that she's not getting paid. I'm not saying that. I'm saying these people know they come from one area, they come to her, and she's like, oh, that's, that's $325 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I use that, what, 30-minute uh, free consultation way too many times, I think. <laughs> <laughs> way too she's, she's top quality, but she presents herself because it's a, it's a natural self. Even though it's great marketing, it is also, it's not her being inauthentic, though, okay? I, I want to clearly say that. I have, and I have great respect for Denise. She presents herself as the girl next door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's the girl next door that you can just you can drink a beer with, work out with, or she can put on some red heels and kill the stage, right? She can do all that stuff. Right. You know, you got some memes that say get you a woman that can do both. That, that's, that's Denise, right? So she presents herself as, oh, I don't charge, but her quality is so quality that of course she's charging. So Liddell and Denise have the same problem. And that problem is, oh, I'm sorry. When you come to me, you know you got to level up, right? Okay. Duh. (laughs) I'm not them. Is that fair, Denise? Absolutely. You can't come to me without getting yeah, you can't come you can't come to Denise without getting no homework for the next week. You know, we just you know, we just gonna talk for an hour. Can I say something you beautiful? Oh please. I believe that's what's going on with Miss PJ. I think that's the same uh-huh. kind of thing with her. She's uh-huh. herself. She's keep trying to she keep trying to low price herself or deep uh discount herself with people who are not gonna pay anyway. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. You, you know, you, you leave me, I was trying to type a question, but I can't type it fast enough. <laughs> how, how do I present myself as a level up? And Liddell, I welcome your feedback too, because every, a lot of people give concerts in church. A lot of people give fundraiser concerts in church. Yada, yada, yada. How do I present myself? Because I'm a level up concert. I'm a level up entrepreneur. I'm a level up person versus the other person who put on a slam banging concert as well. And we, we both were doing fundraisers. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, can, I, can I do it, Antonio? Please. Kind of lose the mentality of fundraiser. That's good. Change your mindset to business. 
But the thing that you got to remember is the church usually follows the world. That's the way their mind is set up. So you go after the world first and you do what you got to do for the world and the church will peep in the window until they finally believe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was great. That was on point. That was good. On point. Oh my god. On point for real. Pam, I mean PJ, I want your next concert or whatever you do to cost a hundred dollars. I want the next one to cost a hundred dollars and then make that early bird. And if they don't pay a hundred dollars by a certain day. You know what? They gotta pay two fifty. Believe it or not, Antonio, I downgraded. Fifteen years ago, I did a concert a hundred dollars. I'm yep. downgraded this year to hopefully sell more tickets faster, and it isn't working. So <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yep. I hear you. Absolutely. I'm, I hate to can I jump no, in. Go ahead. Nah, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, it's it's like what Antonio was just talking about with devaluing your product. If you drop from 100 to, to 25, all $100 people who were considering are now like, well, you know what, forget it. And <laughs> the $25 people who were never going to really be your client to begin with aren't purchasing. So, I mean, you, you've got to, the problem isn't, I love what Liddell said about fundraising. The problem to me isn't that word fundraising is that you try to use that word with the wrong audience. Because if you had a lot of mm. you know, high-minded professionals who are in the philanthropy community, they'd have absolutely no problem, but you went after mm. them. Don't even have that in their vocabulary. I got one more thing. Mm. They messing with me. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we did our church, Ms. PJ and everybody. We we have the church. It's Next Level Christian Church. But I started seeing that people don't like to give from church to church. My other church, I give to That's other right. churches. A lot of other churches will not give from the first Baptist to the second Baptist, they're not going to give. Amen. So we, did, we created a non-religious non-profit. We created a non-religious non-profit. Sure did. When they hear, okay, uh, that is called Higher Grounds, Higher Grounds Community Development. So when a city hears Higher Ground Community Development, they will give to that. All churches will give to that. All people will give to that. But if they hear Next Level is doing something, it's a blockage in our mind that says mm. I cannot help that other church. You know what I'm saying? Boy, that was brilliant. Boy, that, not only was that brilliant. Deanna, did you hear that? Can you write that down and so we can implement that in our church right now? Can we do that? That was good. That was and good. just that language opens you up to so much more funding because the government will give you money, the county will give you money. That's it. That's, That's it. That's the plan. Yes, it's, like, it's like changing it from a liquor store to wine and spirits. What? what? Let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, so right, so right. She ain't lying. And, and keep and now that okay. Remind me to come back to the liquor part secondly. The <laughs> can, can can you repeat that? Deanna needs to take notes, and she wants you to repeat it because that was okay. the most brilliant thing said. Yes, yes. What we did, we separate. We we separate. Like right now, we go into the schools. I showed y'all when y'all came down. We go into the schools and we mentor. But we don't mentor under Next Level Christian Church. We mentor under Higher Grounds Community Development Committee. So when people see that, they never even know it's a church behind it. So you have to drop the pride of wanting your church to be known. 
You got to drop that pride of wanting your church name to be. They don't know my church name. You got to drop that because nobody's going to give from church to church. It's just, it's just it's a silent little thing that's just not going to happen. So people are hearing under under our higher ground, we have a thing called Generation Yes. That's our outreach to the schools. And then under that, we have a, a name called Kingdom Life. That's where we go around and help people that's underprivileged, houses falling apart. We send people in. So when we go get funding, we don't get funding under next level Christian church. We get funding under higher grounds, community development committee. See that? I need me a name by three o'clock. Run that. Run that. <laughs> that was good. Did y'all hear that? God dog it. That was so good. Oh, I'm so glad that I was obedient to the energy and just let y'all keep going. That was so so good. It's got it's some more out there. Denise, I'm just keep I'm calling I'm calling Denise. Denise and PJ own it today. They just brought out Liddell. Liddell don't do no talking. He likes to sit back and watch. <laughs> yeah, he likes to sit back and watch. <laughs> Denise, let me hear something brilliant from you. Come on, you got something I'm, I'm up in done. that big old head. You did okay. I'm tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Denise taught me something this week. Oh, go back to the wine and spirits. That's right. My, I'm, I'm really close. I've been learning how to, for the last three years, how to brew uh, vodka. I started a, a vodka company. I, it's not out yet. It's, I let the, we call them the girls around here. I let Deanna and Grace name it. They call it Autumn. I don't know where that came from. More than likely Deanna. Okay. <clears throat> Autumn. And it's Autumn Distribution Company. In autumn is real feminine distribution company to get away from that liquor, right? <laughs> so give me some of this yak, right? I had to get away from that, but that's right. She's right, that wine spirit. Now, Denise taught me something about CrossFit. I'm going to make you talk again, not Denise. She, well, anyway, tell us, educate them on how you educated me on CrossFit. So if you're somebody who absolutely just hates even considering exercise, most people see all the, the, the games part of CrossFit, which is very competitive, very high level. But CrossFit is a, a, um, a, a modality, a fitness um, thought process on how to become fit as opposed to strong or flexible or, you know, it, it kind of combines everything. Anyway, so the thing about CrossFit is that it's, it's a community that is full of encouragement. Everybody works at their own level, but everybody works together. You cheer louder for the last person. And it has a multi, it's a global following now because especially at the CrossFit Games. And so recently CrossFit, Facebook, you know, all of us have probably experienced it at some point. If you haven't, get popular enough and Facebook will put you in what we call Facebook jail for one reason or another, where they shut your account down or you have no access to it because they didn't approve of something. And really, it's their shady stuff on the back end that they're doing. So CrossFit was like, well, we're not having that because <laughs> there's a group that is, has like 1.2 million people, a, new, a nutrition group that um, is run by one of the CrossFit affiliates not even by CrossFit itself, but by one of the CrossFit affiliates, and they put them in CrossFit in um, Facebook jail. And so CrossFit headquarters said, "Well, we're pulling our CrossFit from all of your platforms. So Instagram and Facebook will have no more exclusive CrossFit content. No games. No open. No regional finals. No invitationals. No nothing. We're pulling all of our stuff." And so 
the question, the question in the CrossFit community among the affiliates were, well, how are we going to get the word out but, um, about CrossFit? But CrossFit has become such a huge global thing. And the thing that I told Antonio was CrossFit has become the new golf course. So those who are, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, they go make deals on the golf course. It's like an, ex- it's an exclusive club. And, you know, you, you're, the assumption about who you are is made if you're able to even step foot on the green. And so CrossFit has become that new golf course because this community, you, you are networking, like <laughs> if you just jog in for a warm up, you're talking about, say, so what do you do? And, and, you know, where do you go? Oh, you know him? You know, I've been trying to get in that industry. No problem. Because if you suffer together, you're willing to support each other in anything. And so there are so many deals that are just made among the CrossFit community, among those who are, you know, the 50, 40, 30 something year old professional who are looking for a community that will support them and who they can support. And CrossFit has become the new golf course. Brilliant. You got me to the point when you think about buying me somebody CrossFit company. At this point, I'm just buying companies left and right, y'all. It's ridiculous what I'm doing. I, I honestly thought about buying Liddell just out. I really did. I, I really did. And, and, and when I buy, I got this from Warren Buffett. When I buy companies, I keep the good leader in place. You know, hey, you keep doing you. Checks just come to me now. And and I will we'll flip this, you know. So I, I almost bought Liddell. I ain't lying. I ain't playing. <laughs> Let's say, don't play with me. I ain't playing. I almost bought Liddell just out. Just, hey, man, here's $500,000. Let's go ahead. I need you to go ahead and get that one, get that one, get that one. But go and keep running it, right? Go keep running it. I almost did. But thank y'all. We, we, we spent some good time. Now, it's not that we're going. I, don't really, I never have a problem going over because my customer base loves it when you all are sparking it. Just point out a couple of concise things that, well, when we go over, it's because y'all. Oh, uh, Oh, don't almost. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. <laughs> yes, you're very welcome, PJ. Very welcome. Let's just recap some PowerPoint for this phone call. Give me 60 seconds and we're out of here. I had a different agenda. I polled my audience. Two to three people were really passionate about talking and getting this stuff done for them, right? And when they did, I fed off their energy, directed the call. Everyone else enjoyed the call. Get it? And I didn't have to. I didn't have to go, oh, well, y'all not doing this or that or whatever, blah, 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 right? There was no need for doing that. I just stuck with that energy, stuck with that call, tailored it now. I don't even know what the heck to call the doggone class. I have no idea what to call this class. I'll figure it out, right? But there it is. Those are key points. Because while I tell you to adjust to your audience, I'm also, tell, I'm also showing you that I adjust to mine. The very last thing I would like to tell you all is create that invisible barrier. If you're, if you're having a problem, your narrative becomes the cushion between your problem and your bank account. And you need to put your narrative so well to where it's planting ideas in people's heads. Now, of course, you want to back these ideas up. I tell you, I give you cutting edge training that I ain't never going to stop, that we ain't nowhere near going out of business, right? That you will not get screwed over and I will not upsell you. I've kept my word on all these points. So you can't just promise people stuff and then not do it, right? 
Good stuff. All right. Well, appreciate all of you. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plan better. You can't dominate. And appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Thank you for staying 17 minutes over. Thank you. Thank you.